Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm talking about the male leadership vacuum. If there is one, it can cause dire temptations for women. Let's look at the Bible to see why. In Genesis 3, Eve chose a path that defied her God and ignored her husband's teaching. Adam's passivity as a leader was part of that event. As a result, God cursed the ground that the man worked, Genesis 3, 17 to 18. Now remember, man's original charge was to work the garden. That's verse 17 in Genesis 2. He told the woman for her consequence that her pains in childbirth will be greatly multiplied, which as a side note, multiplied means that there was pain to begin with, even in the garden when a woman gave birth or had intended to be. And additionally, God said that the woman's desire will be for her husband and he will rule over her. So in that way, the harmonious, companionable, complementary relationship established in Genesis 2 was corrupted by the woman's quest for self-fulfillment instead of obedience and by the man's failure to lead. God had told Adam, because you have listened to the voice of your wife. In this way, mankind fell into sin and separation from God. Now, in the latter part of chapter 3 of Genesis, God had pronounced the results of the wife's rebellion and the husband's passivity. Of the woman, God had said that she will desire her husband. Now, this word desire is the same word in Genesis 4, where God told Cain that sin is crouching at the door, desiring to have you. It means like an inward inclination. So a wife's inward inclination post-fall will be to usurp her husband, have an inward tendon, excuse me, inward tendency. She will always strive to take control. If a woman is a secular wife, well, this causes heartache, strife, made worse for both if the husband remains passive. In Christian marriages, God was merciful to tell us ahead of time so we can work at slaying this sinful tendency to want to dis- usurp the husband. Derek Kidner, in his commentary in Genesis, says, quote, For Eve listened to a creature instead of the creator and followed her impressions against her instructions and made self fulfillment her goal. This prospect of material, aesthetic, and mental enrichment seemed to add up to life itself. And you know, the world still offers it. But man's lifeline is spiritual, namely God's word and the response of faith. Deuteronomy 8.3, Habakkuk 2.4. To break it is death. And quote from Derek Kidner, Genesis, an introduction and commentary. It should be noted 
2, that the woman, when confronted by God, did not humble herself. She did not repent. Instead, she cast blame and attempted to justify her disobedient actions. We see this all too frequently in the rebellious, professing Christian wives today. A.W. Pink says, excuse me, she did not humble herself before the Lord, gave no sign of repentance, made no brokenhearted confession. Instead, she vainly attempted to vindicate herself by casting the blame on the serpent. It was a weak excuse. For God had capacitated her with an understanding to perceive his lies and rectitude of nature to reject them with horror. A.W. Pink, gleanings from the scriptures, end quote. Josh Bicehead said from G3 Ministries and Praise Mill Baptist Church, he had said on his podcast, quote, if men don't stand up and lead the women, wait, let me rephrase that. If men don't stand up and lead, the women will fill that vacuum, end quote. But he also said, as to the husbands, quote, We also need to be mindful of the fact that not every man is this just roaring, bold personality. Sometimes a more passive man marries a more bold woman. But in that case, he is going to have to work extra. He has to be taking his leadership responsibilities in his home seriously. That was Josh Bice from G3 and his um, recent podcast. When I was married, I was not a Christian. I did want my husband to lead, but he was very passive. In practical matters like managing the home, like cleaning and organizing and repairmen appointments, etc., I just took up the slack, figuring it was my job anyway. But in, you know, relationship marriage matters and big decision matters, his vacuum, his passivity left me in a quandary. And there was strife and resentment and eventually bitterness as a result. I'm glad now that I have Christ. Though I'm not married presently, I, I know to submit to my elders and the Bible provides the template on how and why. I was a lot like post-fall Eve, even though I wasn't saved. Instantly blaming, being defensive, justifying myself. It is what sinners do, Christian or not. If you, dear sisters, have a personality that is more bold, and the reverse is true of passive man, we need to work extra to adhere to biblical precepts so that the home will run smoothly and that we are obeying God's precepts. Marriage is hard. It's really hard. Two sinners living together in mutual harmony seems almost impossible, but it is possible. Why? Because, according to the title from this article from the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood, there are two sinners 
and one sinless. Here's a quote from that article, Two Sinners and One Sinless. Quote, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, the power that brought about resurrection life, softened hearts of stone, and gave eyes of faith when we were blinded by sin. Yet sometimes in marriage, in the dismal moments of anger, hostility, or painful hurt, we forget that we're not doing this alone. Sometimes in our sin and failures, we forget that the power and the help of the Holy Spirit is ever present, ever helping, ever convicting, guiding, prompting, and empowering us to do what is right. That was from the article, Two Sinners, <clears throat> excuse me, and One Sinless from the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. Praise the Lord for his wonderful mind that sympathizes with us, that gave us all the helps, and someday will bring us to blissful heaven in his time. But meanwhile, ladies, don't be tempted to fill that vacuum or go beyond our role in marriage. It's easy to do, but Jesus will forgive us if we repent. Now, if the wedding is over and the marriage begins a long work of mutual sanctification. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Vlog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.